Does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. Episode 10 of Chicago's Very Own Eats. It's warming up outside, coming into the radio station today. The patios were full. People were enjoying lunch in the warm weather in beautiful downtown Chicago. I'm Kevin Powell alongside uh, Mike Piff. Mike, if you could have one for the rest of your life, you could only have one, though. Would it be crab legs or lobster? Ooh, I think I'm going to go lobster. Wow. I'm a big lobster guy. I don't, you know... And, and maybe it's my experience with crab legs is just I don't like all the work. <laughs> but, you know, I think we need to have ourselves a seafood experience to really yeah. just just convince me more. And I'm just saying, give me crab legs, guys. Come on. Come on, Kevin McDonough. Get us a sponsorship for it. Um, <laughs> so you would take lobster over crab legs. That's the uh, not the correct answer. Crab legs okay. is the correct answer. I'm asking because I had crab legs uh, last night, and they were absolutely fantastic. Where did you have crab legs? Uh, it, at uh, it was a Mother's Day dinner, so nice. it was just you know it was great to be back outside. I mean, it wasn't the sunniest of Mother's Day, but it certainly was warm enough to sit outside. So it was just grilling and hanging out type day. So I figured I'd start with a lobster crab leg question for you, Mike. But we do on this episode, we want to talk classic Chicago restaurants. Yes, we had a a recent list that we found. We were kind of coming up with topics for the coming week, and Eater Chicago put out a list of 25 classic Chicago restaurants that you have to try. And so we went through the list as we're going through this, and there's places we've been to, places we haven't been to, places I haven't even heard of. I don't know about you on that front. Yeah, so we saw this list, we kind of ran through it, and we decided to start asking people what they what comes to mind when it comes to Chicago classic restaurants. And I, I think, um, one, obviously they have to have been around for a long time, right? right? Because that brings the history to the place. People build memories at certain restaurants, whether it's family dinners or celebrations, things like that. So that's what comes to mind. I feel like the, the overall... Um, like interior ambiance of a restaurant can very much factor into classic Chicago restaurant, right? It's kind of has a homey feel to it. Yeah. It's a place you can continue to go back to with friends, with family. That's kind of what I think of when I think Chicago classic restaurants. And we have so many of them. What were some of the responses that you got on Twitter? Because I know there was a, a lot of feedback. There was. That. So yeah, I put the question out there. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear classic Chicago restaurants? And these were some of the more popular ones that came up over and over, which really says more about how classic they are. In that case, Miller's Pub, uh, which you'll find in, in the River North Great Prime Rib. Uh, Twin Anchors, some of the best ribs. There, I, I, JJ Stankovitz, who now writes with the uh, Indianapolis Colts, like you know, reached out and said Twin Anchors, and I said, "There's life before Twin Anchors and life after Twin Anchors." Yeah, it's a popular spot for sure. Oh, you amazing! Know, it has ribs. the history of Frank Sinatra going there, of course. Their barbecue sauce is fantastic. I have a bottle of it in my my fridge as we speak. Oh, it's fantastic. Como Inn was one that came up, and I was looking for photos of that. That place looked fantastic. Um, Rico Benny's. Mm-hmm. Who Sam Penyatovich uh, actually uh, introduced it to me? The 
breaded steak sandwich. I've been craving it for three years since I first had it. So. <laughs> you need a nap after it, though. That's for <laughs> sure. Do. It's need- breaded steak that's like you know fried essentially, and they roll it up, and there's cheese and sauce, and they put it on a bun. It is fantastic. Um, if you ever go to a Sox game, it's right around the corner from there, so you can get one of those. They're, they are very good, but awesome they will uh, they pack a punch. Yeah. Uh, Gene and Giorgetti's mm-hmm. has come up a Classic. lot. Have you been to Gene and Giorgetti's? I've never been, and I need to go so bad. So that's a place, too, where it very much has a very like classic feel. Like When you walk in, it just feels like, okay, this is, this is old school right here. It's got that sort of vibe inside of it. Yeah. Gibson's is another one. I think of all of them, all the our Chicago classic restaurants. I think that one kind of just sticks out because everybody knows the and the name. It's an iconic restaurant, the location of it, the amount of you know celebrities in town that have been there. If you go to Gibson's, you'll see all the headshots of you know local celebrities, national celebrities, all on the wall with you know their signatures and all that. Do you remember the show The League? How they used to act like they were hanging out at Gibson's after work all the time, and it looked like a dingy, <laughs> like you know, hole in the wall bar. And if you're from this area and you see that, you're offended when you see that happen. Yeah. And also, how are you paying for Gibson's every night after work? <laughs> um, also, the Berghoff came up a lot, and I've experienced the Berghoff before. Great around the theater district to have. You have the German food in there. Great stuff. Uh, actually, Ryan Burrow was talking about how they. Uh, somebody's brewing their own beer out of there. Oh, yeah. You have to dig into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson's came up. And if you are someone that was heading back out to the suburbs and you're taking Ontario on the way out, you saw that Carson's yep. over there. Um, now it's closer to Navy Pier. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that location is the one you're referring to is no longer there. The Carson's Ribs now is on, I believe that's Illinois. So if you're heading east towards Navy Pier, you'll see it on your right-hand side. And um, it's great. Great ribs at Carson's. Amazing ribs at Carson's. Uh, one of your favorites that you brought up also got a ton of replies. Uh, La Scarola? La Scarola? Uh, I don't think I responded with that one. But oh, is that not it? Okay. La Scarola is just fantastic. I mean, uh, on Grand there, that's over by like Richards and uh, Emmett's and all of that. It's. Uh, have you been to La Scarola? No, I've not oh, been. You'll, you would love that. That's uh, got kind of this old school feel to it. All your classic Italian dishes, and they give you huge portions too. Yeah, and Rosebud is another one that came up a lot. There are some that get like you couldn't tell if they were being tongue in cheek or just like seriously eye rolly, but <laughs> the, the rock and roll McDonald's. Which, you know what, as a kid, when you would come down here for, like, field trips or your grandma drove you down here, it looked cool. Yeah. And now it's no longer the rock and roll McDonald's. No, now it's, it's now like it's the a spaceship. eco-friendly McDonald's or something like that. I mean, it looks like the Death Star at times. Um, Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Which is no longer there. No longer there. And Ed DeBevix, also no longer there. Although they did bring back Ed DeBevix. Did they really? Yes. There's one downtown now. Where is it? I think it's right off of Michigan on Ohio, I want to say. Something like that. I'll fact check that. I mean, you could just go to... What's the place on the river um, that also, you know, the place the people mock you when you wear... Yeah. But it's like R-rated. Yeah, that's right by... Uh, Dick's Last Resort. Dick's Last Resort. That's the one also I don't think belongs on this list. But it's funny how many people, like, jumped in on this conversation. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that gets traction because I think people immediately think, you know, classic Chicago restaurants. You have 
have good memories there, right? Like yes. I put Sabatino's, which had closed a few years back, which is off Irving Park Row, which is one of my favorite Italian restaurants. And when you walked in, it was like a time warp. There was a piano in the front, the dim lit bar. Right when you walked in, it just felt like you were going into a different era. And I loved it. And we had so many family dinners there, and they ended up closing shop, I think, 2019-ish, I want to say. But they had been open for a long time at Irving Park Road, and it was fantastic. And like I said, it just what when you walked in, it just felt like you were living in a different time. It was a complete throwback type restaurant. Right, you're like in the 50s or 60s Kinda, or something. Yeah. That's cool. That's what you re- you replied with. My bad there. Uh, Rick Bayless jumped in on that thread, by the way. Really? So <laughs> what he, did he say? You know, he was talking in emoji form. Did he plug so all of was, his restaurants? Uh, he, he would, uh, but. I mean, there's someone we could talk to about Chicago restaurant history, you know. We'll put them on the target list that we have going. Okay. Um, but also some of the restaurants jumped in. Superdog, Lou Melnati's, and uh, someone that we'll see on this list that we're going to go through later, Manny's Deli mm-hmm. reached out. And I just kind of off the cuff asked, hey, can we do our podcast there? And they seem interested, Kevin. I I've, saw you tweet that. I've never, I've <laughs> never had it before, and I would... Love to experience for the first time on our podcast. Yeah, Manny's is outstanding. Some of the best corned beef you'll have. And there's been, you know, it's been a staple for politicians to walk through there during their campaign trail and all of that. So a ton of history there. We did all this started with the Eater Chicago uh, list of classic Chicago restaurants. And number one on the list is New York Bagel and Bialy Corp. Uh, which has been around since 1965. That's on uh, Tui, right off the Edens. Have you yeah. been to the New York Bagel I've and Bialy? I've had the New York Bagel and Bialy, and it cracks me up when you start a Chicago list that <laughs> leads York. off with New York Bagel, but it is so good. Um, I know our friend uh, Nick King- Kindlesberger has talked about it before as well. So <laughs> Number two, I think everyone can agree here, Superdog, the original on Milwaukee. You said you've never been to the original, right? I've never been to the original. I've been to the one in Wheeling, and what was nice about the one in Wheeling, or I mean, even the original, they were made for the pandemic when it started. Like, eat in yeah. your car, order from outside, and that that also has that classic Chicago experience. I Absolutely. Feel. And just incredible hot dogs. Amazing well, fries. Super dogs. Amazing fries. I like the fries. I like their burgers, too. Burgers are good at they're Super Dogs as well. They're not bad at food. Not bad at food. They know what they're doing. Great Sea Restaurant on Lawrence. 3253 comes in at number three. Uh, this is an Albany Park Korean-Chinese restaurant. Never been. You know what? I've never been either, but there's a thing about uh, Asian wings that are absolutely amazing. Have you ever had crisp? I'm looking at a picture of wings that they have under this list, and that looks like my kind of fried party right there. Uh, It does look fantastic. Number four, have you been here, Mike? (laughs) I've never been there. You want me to try to say it? Sure. That's why I let it into you. You're so good at that. Uh, Pod Halanka. Pod Halanka, 1549 West Division. It's on the northwest side. Uh, a Polish restaurant. I'm Polish, so like I love pierogies and kielbasa and all of that, I do and too. that's pretty much what you're going to get. Uh, you can get some borscht there as well. Number five is Gibson's, as we addressed. I think everyone can agree that Gibson's is just a staple for yeah. the Chicago downtown Chicago restaurant scene, and even out uh, around Chicago at this point as well. Paisano's coming in at number six. I love the description on this. It's it's interesting when they go into the history of how Rudy Malnati started this. Mm-hmm. He had worked at uh, Uno's before, and that his nephew uh, was that is that right? The nephew started Lou Malnati's, and that's how 
kind of that empire started. But I love Paisanos. Yeah, I need to see like a whole family tree, well-organized family tree on how all these pizza places came because it's Uno's, Malnati's, Paisanos. They're all kind of connected in some way. There's also Pizzeria Duh, right? Which yes, is across there's Due. Kind of Kitty Corner, Due, however you say it. Kitty Corner to Uno's as well. So it's, You need to like a whole Game of Thrones-like style tree to do that. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I'm sure that uh, that would work here. That's Mart- another podcast. Yeah, not one I'll be on. <laughs> Mart Anthony's Italian Restaurant is a number seven. The Red Sauce Italian restaurants like Mart Anthony's were once much more prevalent around Chicago, uh, says Eater Chicago. Have you been to Mart Anthony's Italian Restaurant? I haven't been to Mart Anthony's, but I want to go now. Uh, there's a common theme with a lot of places that were recommended worth where Italian was a part of it. And there's just something about Italian restaurants in Chicago that yeah. sounds so right. Yeah. And I think when you think classic Chicago, I think a lot of people would immediately think either steakhouse or Italian food. Yes. Right. Wouldn't those be kind of the two? Because I think it's, again, I think it's the vibe inside those restaurants and you're typically celebrating something. Maybe if you're going to splurge on a steak, it's typically for a birthday or, or something. So, mm-hmm. um, also, just Italian places make you feel at home. For sure. I mean, Definitely. as someone who grew up Italian, like, it's amazing. I know Piff doesn't sound Italian. You but... grew up Italian, but are you no longer Italian? No, I am still so Italian. you still both. You're yes, still Italian. You grew still... up Italian, and you're currently Italian. Ac- actively Italian. <laughs> actively Italian. Uh, the Walnut Room. Isn't this a Christmas staple for the Piff family? This is a Christmas staple for my mom and I. My brother came with me the last time. Uh, yeah, we been going out there since I was a little kid. You know, when you first started your Christmas vacation, basically you go walk around Marshall Field, you see the windows, go inside the big giant tree, have a really good lunch. Uh, I love that place. That 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 one will be kind of like a forever type place for me. And as we touched on already, many uh, recommending the Off, which 17 West Adams Street, that came in at number 9. 10, Lou Mitchell's. I don't think I've ever been to Lou Mitchell's, which is a famous uh, popular kind of throwback breakfast spot in the loop. It's at uh, 565 West Jackson. And um, again, I've you know heard about it, never been, but it's definitely one of those places you go. And it's been around since uh, 1923, Mike. So nearly 100 years for this um, breakfast, lunchtime, diner spot in the loop. Have you been? I've never Mitchell's? been, but I've always wanted to try it. We'll have to head there. Yeah. That's right up my alley. Al's Italian Beef, of course. I Iconic, love Al's. 1079 West Taylor. Been around since 1938. That came in at number 11 on Chicago's Eaters list. Manny's is number 12. We will get around to going to Manny's. We'll do a whole thing for Manny's. Uh, Jim's Original, which uh, the, uh, Eater says it claims it was the birth, birthplace of the city's original Polish sausage back in 1941, although it moved from its Maxwell Street Market location in 1994 when the market closed. Jim still touts itself as the longest continuously operating hot dog stand to have once done business on Maxwell Street. I need I've to never know heard more. of Jim's Original. I need to try it. Have you heard of Jim's Original? I've never heard of it. Uh, apparently it's original, and I want to know more about it. We talked about this with uh, Nick Kindlesperger on our taco episode, which is on 18th Street down in Pilsen. Carnitas, do you know how to say this, Mike? I'm going to try right now. Europin? <laughs> Carnitas Europin. Yeah, I'll say Europin. Uh, taco spot. Um, that came in at number 14. And if you missed our taco episode, uh, go back, episode 9. We broke it down with Nick Kindlesberger. We did it last week with Cinco de Mayo and all of that. So um, check out that for sure. Lindy's Chili and Gertie's Ice Cream. 
I've never heard of this. Originally a 22-seat stand, this hot dog and chili spot launched in 1924 has uh, added significantly. Now it operates several locations in the Chicago area. I don't think I've ever even heard of it, Mike. I don't know of any, like, actual, like, chili places, like specific chili places, but... I want to try it out. I like ice cream. I like chili. Chili and ice cream. Sit down and have some chili and then some ice cream. What could go wrong? Fall asleep right after. We need to do more research on Lindy's Chili and Gertie's ice cream because I feel like I should know more about that. Uh, Coming in at number 16, you want to try to say this one? Uh, Barrera Zaragoza. And I think our friend Jordan Burnfield uh, described this for us, too. Yeah, so Mike went around the station and bothered all of our coworkers and asked them what their favorite classic Chicago restaurant How did that go? Was everybody thrilled to participate in that? They They love talking food at the station. So uh, I even bugged John Hanson before he went on on air subbing in for John Williams, and he was cool with it. At the end of this, I'm going to play back what everybody, uh, our our coworkers at the station, came up with uh, when it came to classic Chicago restaurants. Coming in at number 17, is it Voila? Voila. 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 Couldn't get that out. Yeah, this is in the uh, Hyde Park neighborhood, 1518 East 53rd Street. Um, cafe, uh, Cafe-style restaurant. Those are, so Manny's is kind of a cafe-style restaurant. I think that oh, factors good. in, too, where you kind of get a tray and you move along. You don't really see that that often. That was much no. more popular at a different time. No, and I, you know, I've kind of experienced that like in New York with New York deli type places. I've heard of that place at Hyde Park, though, and uh, Hyde Park, highly underrated area for good food. Oh, Hyde Park is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Coming in at number 18, Weber's Bakery, a Southside classic since 1930, still owned and operated by members of the Weber family. I'm I'm happy they put a bakery on here. You and I had done a a bakery-type podcast um, before, and everybody has their favorite. Again, much of that has to do with where you get your birthday cakes, your graduation cake, what you grew up with. So Weber's Bakery is 18, number 19, Daly's Restaurant, a soul food diner. is a Southside institution, the oldest restaurant in Chicago. It opened in 1892. Holy cow. according to Chicago Eater. We've got to do like a diner episode. I think so. I would love doing a diner episode. Uh, yes. And we need to just try them all in like one week and then do our do our thing. Number 20 is Lem's Barbecue. Have you had Lem's? I've heard about Lem's. I've never actually tried it. I've heard about Lem's. Also haven't tried it. Someone needs to educate us. <laughs> so, uh, Josephine's Southern Cooking is uh, number 21 off 79th Street. Have you been to Josephine's? I haven't been to Josephine's. And, uh, you know, a good Southern cooking place, just a good... Good comfort food place sounds fantastic right now. And Vito Nick's, which continues to elude me, I've yet to be uh, dying. It's your white Nick. whale. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, we I was supposed to go there, and the one day we went, they had some sort of uh, like plumbing issue, and it wasn't open. <laughs> and uh, so I'll get around to getting a Vito's and Nick's. That's uh, number twenty-two. Tough to argue with that. It is tough to argue with that, and I love that they're representing places from all over the yeah, city. It's clear like, they're hitting all yes, regions of our city, all directions. Uh, Calumet Fisheries, which I have not tried. It's on the uh, far far south side uh, on 95th Street. I've heard plenty about Calumet Fisheries. Have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet. I want to get into it. Okay. Coming in at number four, Harold's Chicken on 95th. Yes. I love Harold's Chicken. Um, I think every time I've had Harold's Chicken was from their food truck that they used to pull up near the radio station here. I've probably had it some other spots, too, but I love Harold's Chicken. I love Harold's Chicken, too, and I think Kendall Gill actually 
operated or like franchised a couple locations too. You're a good man, Kendall Gill. Um, they also have, I know it's all, it's Harold's chicken, but they have good uh, fried fish as well. Like I've had their fried catfish before, which was fantastic. And I love their sauce. Yes. Their barbecue sauce, it's not, it's more of like a tangy type barbecue mm-hmm. sauce, I, right? Yeah. Almost like a Kansas City style. Uh, and then Home of the Hoagie, which is on 111th. Uh, I've never been, but to be honest, I had never really even heard of it, Mike. But Home of the Hoagie coming in at number 25 of Chicago Eater's classic Chicago list here. I mean, feels like a deep cut by uh, Amy Levitt and the staff that went around, and I'm, I'm glad they checked it out before yeah. we can. Because all they're doing is recommending places to us. So right. that's, the way, that's the way I take lists like this. I don't take things personal if some <laughs> right. of my favorite doesn't show up. I just add it to my list. Well, check out the full article at ChicagoEater.com. I love going to Chicago Eater. They're so on top of it, whether it's like seasonal. Um, breaking kind, news. Breaking news. Kind of like what we do here where we try to keep it on topic, You know, whether it's patio stuff. It was great. I was going to suggest you and I record the podcast outside today because it's so nice out. Yeah. Little windy, though. Could have caused some problems with the microphones and the whole recording setup as well. But I think we do need to, during the summer, take this podcast outside, whether we get lunch at a patio, sit by the Riverwalk. You and I have t- both talked about how much we love the Riverwalk, and it doesn't feel like it gets enough love. Like I don't think people realize how great the Riverwalk is. I'm all for that. I mean, there are plenty of spots that we could just pull up a chair, enjoy a nice adult beverage, and record our <laughs> podcast. You know, I mean, you mentioned the weather. Saturday, I ate every meal outside. That's And that great. was such a great feeling. What were the meals that you ate? Were you grilling well, over the weekend? I did grill over the weekend. Uh, Saturday night, I, after power washing my patio furniture, grilled some burgers from Wheaton Meat Co., nice. which was fantastic. The morning, we stopped out. I've mentioned them before, but Dieta's Bakery, and I tried... They're croissant cups, and it's basically croissants in cupcake form. Uh, they put bacon and cheddar in mine, and Ooh. and it was the freshest croissant I've ever had. Just picked some up, went over to the Naperville River Walk, had breakfast with my wife. It was delicious. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, and I also need to have you over to Cafe de Piff, which is what I call <laughs> my patio. The bistro lights are going to be going up again soon, nice. so we will have you guys up very soon. I'm already planning my uh, my weekend grilling sessions and I'm th- i think i'm gonna go skirt steak this weekend mike Ooh, just because call. it's always great and you get just a good marinade on it you sear it a couple couple minutes on each side and it's pretty much ready to go so i'm excited grilling season here but it was as i said earlier it was great coming into the station today like through river north making my way in and like outdoor patios were full already and this was just like a monday lunch situation i can't imagine what the upcoming weekend is going to be like yeah the tour boats are already going on the river everyone's happier much happier (laughs) part of it has to do with there being actual sun we've only seen it like three times in the last (laughs) 45 days so you know summertime shy is coming springtime shy we're getting a brief glimpse of it thank goodness well this was a fun one i'm glad we ran through this we uh kind of piggybacked off chicago eaters list here anything else you wanted to add to the podcast today mike before i wrap things up no just enjoy enjoy patio season guys and if you take photo like actually if you find one of these restaurants that we're talking about or something that you think is a classic chicago restaurant tweet photos to us we want to get engaged with you guys and something we're starting to do too is to include some of your recommendations in our write-ups that we do on wgnradio.com i'll also include that whole tweet thread uh in that piece too so you can take a look at who recommended what and just enjoy the conversation 
in. All right, and before we go, uh, Mike mentioned that he had talked with some of our coworkers here at WGN to hear what they had to say about their favorite classic Chicago restaurants. How about WGN radio host John Hansen? Dagostino's. I, I love Dag. Uh, so I'm a tavern-style pizza nut. I think that when I think classic Chicago, that's what I think of. I used to live over by the their Wrigleyville location. It's... Uh, I don't know. It's just got that vibe, right? It's a combo bar. It's got neon lights on the wall and great pizza. Perfect neighborhood place, too. Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm going to be judged for my selection. You okay with the piff? I don't think so. Okay. And Pete Zimmerman, the producer of the John Williams Show. Uh, The Billy Goat Tavern, I would say. A lot of journalists go down there. Hamburgers, Saturday Night Live, John Belushi. I think they still allow smoking. They probably don't, but it seems like, it seems like you could smoke there if you wanted to. WGN News Director Ryan Burrow? Uh, probably the Berghoff. That's the one that pops up first in my mind. It's the first liquor license uh, following Prohibition. You can see it there at the, the beautiful bar that they've got. Uh, they've got some pretty decent food, too, Reuben. Uh, you know, pretty much everything up and down their appetizer list. So, yeah. The great Steve Bertrand. What would Steve Bertrand call a classic Chicago restaurant? It's this place called King Crab on Halstead in Lincoln Park. Because when I was in high school driving up to Cup Games, somehow I ended up eating there. And it's just a place I go back to from time to time. And WGN News anchor Steve Grzanich, his thoughts? My go-tos are uh, Rosebud, right? Yeah. Really good Italian food. And giant servings of Italian food there. Uh, the Berghoff. It has to be the Berghoff, right? Um, and then, you know, when people come to town to visit, I always take them to Manny's. Manny's Deli, right? A nice uh, potato pancake and that uh, beef. Oh, man. So there you have it. Some of the Chicago classic restaurants that our co-workers here at WGN uh, like to enjoy. This was episode 10. Fun episode. I'm Kevin Powell for Mike Piff. This is Chicago's very own Eats.